My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. I'm Jamie. And Jeff. Sean. And Chris. And welcome to episode 24. Today we are going to be talking about what we've seen so far from the Warlock, which would be a synopsis and the first chapter. Yeah, which, you know, isn't a whole lot, but I mean, you know, it's it's enough. And this is episode 24. You know what that means? It'll be two years. This is a two-year anniversary show. Oh my goodness. Yay! We've been doing this show for two years. That's just crazy to me. Podcast just hit its terrible twos. Look out, everyone. No, no. Don't curse us like that. We will not have the terrible twos. We will have the terrific twos. Expect the unexpected. Portal's two. The podcast is two. The forum is two. Yeah. There's two quests. <laughs> Speaking of quests, <laughs> that's right. If you uh, are listening to this on the uh, the first day of its release because you were patiently waiting, clicking refresh adamantly until you saw the Awakening episode 24 pop up, which I know every single one of you were, it means that it's November 15th which means tomorrow you will be constantly refreshing a different page waiting for the Awakening to arrive. The Awakening. You got to say it like that. The Awakening. Waiting for the Awakening to arrive. The Awakening, the Awakening, the Awakening. There's actually no echo effect in the game. (laughs) It's actually not even an echo of last year's game. It's just a sequel. It is. It is. It is. Pick right up uh, where we left off. That's right. Picking right up at the forest. Oh, wait, spoiler alert for The Apprentice. Whoop! <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, even if you didn't play The Apprentice, why, first of all? And second of all, you can still play The Awakening without having completed The Apprentice. Just before you start, you want to go down on the screen and click, you know, Road So Far button, and that will get you kind of a an up-to-speed uh, storyline. Just a quick little... Yeah animation showing uh, what you did last time or what you didn't do last time and want to know. <laughs> exactly. Want to know how it ends. <laughs> so that's right. The Awakening comes out tomorrow or today or a few days ago, depending on when you're listening to me talk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so play it and tell yeah. your friends to play it. I, I think you guys awesome. will, will really have a good time with it this year. Bit of a different gameplay. Yeah, if you're year. worried, you know, last year we kind of maybe we were kind of mean. We we were we were a little mean, especially at the start. We we maybe we had a little bit of misjudgment on putting a uh, hard puzzle before you even get into the actual game, and that was maybe a little bit wrong of us. And uh, so we didn't do that this year. <laughs> this year, you're kind of right into the mix of things, and you don't have to pass a test before you actually get into the game. So none of that. You can freely move around and play different uh, different clues, different puzzles. 
So I, I think you guys will enjoy it. And obviously, jump on the forums. That's where we're going to be giving hints and tips and uh, all that stuff uh, where you guys can talk about it and uh, ask questions and, and all that good stuff. So, yeah, if you're not a forum member, you need to be. Well, well honestly, if you like hints. Too many, uh, too many hints and tips we can give this year just the style of the game. So. Yeah, you, yeah, but stra- strategies. We can, we, you know, we can, we can, we can get some strategies and, and you know, do start out like this and, and things like that. So there'll uh, be some help to give. The other key point with this game is that a lot of the puzzles are random. So don't bombard us with, what's the answer? Because we don't know either. Every time we go in, we have to play it. Yep. Uh, we we have to solve the puzzles because I went in and uh, decided to make them random. So so you can't get a different solution every time. Can't go around giving out the answers this time. Nope. <laughs> Got to earn them for yourself. <laughs> um, that's but that really also, depressing, by the way, that, that's <laughs> a really depressing thought for some of us who are so bad at all sorts of games that even the like rated E for everyone kind of games, I I can't win. Are you yeah. saying we're all a bunch of cheaters? I don't think I like that yes. insinuation. <laughs> <laughs> you all cheat. Every last one of you. Uh, but it's up. also, but oh, and on a, a different note from whole giving all the answers thing, you know, we're kind of kidding about that. But the the other thing is it's replayable. You know, if if you beat The Apprentice, you can go in, you know all the answers, you can breeze right through it. It kind of loses its fun. This one, play it 100 times and get 100 different puzzles. Yeah. Well, now the, now the process, the, same, the process the to beating them, but the pro- the sure. the path is completely different to beating them because oh, yeah. they're all randomized. Yeah. So yeah. And honestly, you might log in one time and have to make a few moves to solve the puzzle. Another time, you have to make dozens of them. So yeah. hey, good luck. Absolutely. <laughs> like I said, I mean, every time we go in to the game, we have to play it too. Yep. He says it with an evil laugh. Oh, I do. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to relish this. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm going to relish it. Uh, However, you, you, you may be cursing us and cursing our names just like last year. It will just be for completely different reasons. We, we, we won't have to keep giving you the, uh, but it's so simple when it's not. <laughs> you're, you're just digging the hole deeper. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyways... I'm sure most of you listeners are uh, are forum members. If you're not, you should be because the forum is the place to be uh, because we get things like uh, special treats and exclusives that are for members only, like a little something we got at Halloween. Yeah. It was it, a little bit of a uh, it treat. To, more than a, yeah, it turned, yeah, it turned out to be a treat instead of a trick. So, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Some people are saying it was a little bit of both. <laughs> because they it's, thought there was, was another was page. It's more like a tease <laughs> than a <laughs> they trick. They thought there was going to be two pages, but there wasn't. <laughs> However, you know, because this is a, it was a members-only thing, we're not going to give away too much. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Join the forum and uh, give it a look because we don't know how long that's going to be up there. Yep. Uh, There's um, no current uh, deadline set for when that's going to come down. So, um, you know, jump on the forum, go to the members-only section. Uh, which you can only see if you are indeed a, a member of the forum, and uh, look for the uh, the Halloween trick or treat post, and uh, all the information that you need will be located in there. And it is right. more than worth it. I'll just say that. <laughs> Unless you hate teases. 
what else we got here? Let's see. Flipping through all my paperwork for the news online. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. who has paperwork anymore? <laughs> um, it all printed out there. So there's a uh, there's a book coming out in the spring, huh? Uh, and yeah, I guess so. What look like on the shelf? I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, it. it there's there's something about you know the covers of the books, and uh, usually this time of year, uh, we've already seen a peak of the cover. Uh, for that's going to come out in May of the following year, about six months. So this time we haven't seen it yet. I don't know. And these aren't just any book covers. There are clues and hints in these book covers. Yeah. These need analysis. So it's not just, oh, hey, a book cover. It's, you know, it gives us something to talk about. Absolutely. Michael has told us that sometime around Christmas. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometime December ish. Uh, yeah. That's when it's going to uh, going to come out. We're not really sure. Right now, what? Don't have a date. Yeah, not not a date, and not really a uh, location of the release. I mean, he really didn't say, you know, I'm going to release it to four members, or I'm going to release it on my Twitter or Facebook or on the portal or anywhere like that. Yeah, actually, going to print a whole bunch of copies out and mail them. And yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or he's going to get. He's going to take out a full page ad in the New York Times, and, uh, and that's where the, <laughs> that's where the cover will debut. So. This is how rumors get started. You know. <laughs> Although, no, see, he's going to listen to this and go, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Stop giving him bad ideas. Heard it here first. Well, Jamie, at least you and I aren't the ones, you know, throwing okay. out all the... Hey, all they're the, the instigators. Working all this trouble. Yeah. Uh-huh. Leave it to the boys. It would be like the Irish times, though. Not the young times. Troublemakers. <laughs> So uh, in other news, regardless of what other people may say and what we all personally think, we uh, we're, this podcast is supposedly uh, nominated for an awards or something, right? Yeah, we want we, we, we want nominated for an award, I, I believe, isn't that yes. right? We do want it nominated for an award. We work really hard on this show, and Jamie also works really hard on editing this show yes. and producing the show and uh, – Personally, I would like to get the show recognized for that because I've heard a lot of podcasts. I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's the big podcasts out there and they're all, you know, they all sound good and everything. But I've heard a lot of podcasts that have really got just some horrendous audio quality and splicing together and you can just tell where cuts are and everything like that. I'm not going to name any names, but (laughs) they're there and I'm sure. If anyone's done much podcast listening, you've ran across these shows as well. So, so you know, I, I know the kind of quality that, that we are producing with this show, and we've been doing it pretty solidly for, for two years. And uh, this is the first year that we are eligible to be nominated for the uh, the podcast awards. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to kind of call, call like a, a call for arms uh, from everyone who listens to the show to uh, – to go to the our podcast page, you can get it from our podcast page or on the main page of the portal, and uh, there's a button link there for the podcast awards, and you just click that button, and it's going to take you to a page that's going to have a bunch of stuff on it, but there's going to be a bunch of categories listed in there, and what we're wanting to be, uh, what we, we want you to go in and nominate us for is the categories of best produced and for uh, cultural arts. 
and basically and entertainment and politics and <laughs> yeah, comedy all of the and... <laughs> <laughs> i think we can only enter so many is that right jamie yeah we can only enter so many so yeah so but those are the two that we think is a best fit for our there isn't a there isn't a fantasy book series category no, no and there's not a um you know best full male podcast uh category either which is surprising i mean yeah. so many out well there. we would win that yeah. hands down <laughs> but yeah you go in there and in those categories you'll want to enter uh when it asks for a podcast you want to type in awakenings and um then you have to give a link to our podcast page just go to go to the portal page Go to the podcast page, copy and paste what is in the address bar uh, into those categories. And then you go down to the bottom and you give your name and email address. And there is something very important down there in the bottom that really – they gauge these uh, awards. Uh, they're weighted almost. I don't know if weighted is a correct word or not. But in the comments section, if you just put a few comments of why you like the show and how well you think it's produced and you know if – it makes you laugh on a regular basis or something like that. Anything in the comment section that you can put in there, you know, will help us out tremendously. And, you know, we work really hard on the show to bring the show to you guys. And I think that uh, I think we can all come together and, and maybe get get some recognition. And then hopefully next month we will be asking you for votes. Exactly. Yeah. Because this is like a preliminary stage, right? This is just uh, the, in the nomination thing. You know, we have to get so many nominations to be up there. To sort be of like considered. the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, basically exactly like that. You know, we got to get to that point to be able to to be in the final voting. So, go vote, please do it. I beg you. I, I beg. beg of you. And their voting system should work. Now, speaking of voting for our podcast, though, last month Podcast Alley had a bit of an issue. Yeah, they're still having I, that issue. That's crazy. Oh so, yes. Um, apparently, you can't vote for us. <laughs> you can't vote for anybody. <laughs> you can't vote uh, for anybody. Podcast Alley's whole voting system it was down. So I mean, if you tried, great. Thanks. Keep trying until you can. Uh-huh. It's not just okay. their voting system. It's their email system that's down because you can't even register for an account to vote. Because oh, if really? you have an account, you can vote. But if you try to register for an account, it doesn't send so you. If the you already had an account, yeah, you were good. So gotcha. they're, they're having some serious gotcha. issues. Huh. So no. the podcasts with the most uh, listeners that are registered with Podcast Alley basically cleaned house last month. <laughs> so go on iTunes if you have iTunes and leave us a good review. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Instead of, uh, in, instead of going on Podcast Alley, go to iTunes. And if we are not the best Flamel's Immortal podcast, Flamel's Immortal Portal. What? That's us. <laughs> We're not the best secret see Immortal Nicholas Flamel podcast next month. You know what happens. Exactly. I hate it when that happens. Jeff loses his accent. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, that, I, that'd break too many hearts. I don't, I don't know how I can do that. I, I can't do that to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff cut his hair. Yeah. If... <laughs> all two people that admire his accent will stop. Oh, uh, come on now. Come on. And all two people that actually know he has no hair. I get um, I get funny. I get uh PMs on the forum saying how much they like my my accent. So there's no, more you than don't. two. I do actually. Do you really? I have. That's whole yeah, I have. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fake accounts. Don't tell Jeff though. <laughs> Sean, was that you? I love your accent, Jeff. Man, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I could just tell. (laughs) 
So is that all, is that all the news we got, I think? Let's see. Uh, Awakening, Halloween, Warlock, Cover, Podcast Awards, Podcast Out, voting being down. Yeah. So now it's time for... Play the Awakening tomorrow. Emails! Yay! Did we get a lot of emails? We did quite a, get quite a few. We got we got some emails. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we got a lot of qualms though. I think we got, we got, a, got lot a lot of those. Too. A lot of qualms, which is fantastic. I think this is a record. Really? And uh, and 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 poll. Uh, poll. We got a bunch of poll yeah. answers and everything. Yeah. Keep yeah. it up. We got an answering machine call. We are racking it up, and I'm loving it, people. We right. are we are so popular. <laughs> We're so, so, so popular. Everyone loves us. You know who else loves us? Is uh, Julia, a.k.a. Jenny96, because she sent in this email. And the email says, Dear Portalcasters, I really enjoy the podcast. They never fail to make me laugh, even when I'm having the worst day. Jeff's accent is, as I said on April Fool's Day on the forum, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> no, I wasn't joking. Sean That's is very true. funny. <laughs> Looks aren't everything. Not that the rest of you aren't. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> On October's podcast, there was talk of rescuing people, and you stated that no one was rescuing Jamie. So I wanted to say I would rescue all of you if you, Archons, Elder, Hebdomad ever needed it. Smile. Wink, wink. <laughs> See, someone uh, loves me, finally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted to say, I love the idea for New Quest and Kukulkan and Q pronunciation buttons, as long as Dysrhythmic doesn't mind. Awesomely hilarious vocabulary lesson. Means to throw something out a window. Defenestrate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Joan might use her magic aura so often she's not noticed by other magic users other than Jermaine. About the 13 gates of time to Danotalus. A gate can only take you so far back in time. That's what I thought. A nice Joan song. I loved it. And that was from our forum friend, Jenny96. Thank you, Jenny. Or Julia. Which is Interesting her. Interesting uh, thought on the uh, Joan using her magic so often. Yeah. Like, if she's always using it, then it wouldn't be noticed. I, I guess. I mean, yeah. But, how we only you... saw her use it, like, twice. But... How could you constantly be using it i mean wouldn't would everyone smell lines. everyone would smell the yeah exactly you'd burn Maybe up they just think jermaine's house smells like lavender this is true that's but why she would probably burn up if she used her yeah. too much without replenishing she would you're right you're right you're right she would and how would she do it in her sleep so good thought though it's possible i guess so we got another email here it's uh dear awakenings cast hey guys that's us hey hey you guys are awesome I do believe it was mean for no one to want to save Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. See, now I got two people feel... on my side. Yeah, I think well. they just feel sorry for you, though. I do. It's... Yeah, I'm just saying. Pity. <laughs> Pity. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Here's my question. What do you portal casters believe? Did Josh leave with D of his own accord, or was he being possessed by Mars? Thanks, colon, capital D. Julissa. That's big. Yes, I haven't decided who's funnier, Jeff or Sean. Uh, Jeff's funnier looking. Yeah. <laughs> I have a funnier accent. And, and but yes. in general, Sean is 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 funnier than I. Thank so, you. Yeah. And Mars is hilarious. He is. So we've got – all right. Did Josh leave with D of his own accord or was he being – I, th- I, I, I think he did. I think he did because 
of the trick. You know, the whole time that, you know, after he's, quote-unquote, he awoke from the possession and was kind of doing things of his own accord, you know, uh, D was in his ear saying that, you know, the flamels, and he even saw the flamels, like, looking through him and, and talking to him through the crystal skull, and D, you know, made him go away. So he automatically right there distrusts them. And then the illusion of Coat Licker being, you know, this beautiful woman and um, and them coming in and trying to kill her and everything and uh, his sister attacking her. And, you know, he's just under this kind of influence. But I think he did leave, even though his eyes, I, I believe it says at the end his eyes were red when he left, though, right? Yes, his eyes were red. Yeah. Yes. But I still think that... I think that the mindset was, that he was in and what he had seen and what he had experienced that he would have left with them. I think Mars was just kind of still there. Yeah. Because D wouldn't have had to Cuz let's let's face it, it's not the first of, time. No, it's not the first time that Josh has ran off with D and and, and left everybody or questioned everyone or yeah. questioned what was going on. So uh, that's just that's just my I, thinking. I think the question's kind of irrelevant because I think if he was possessed by Mars, he would have gone with them. And I think even if he wasn't possessed by Mars, I think at this point in the story, he probably would have decided on his own free will to go with them. Right. So. Right. Right. I personally think he was possessed by Mars, but even if he wasn't, I think he probably would have gone with them on his own free. Right. I think he was still possessed. I just don't think Mars had anything to do with that decision. Yeah, I don't think that he spoke to him and made him get up and, and turn and walk away. Because uh, if you remember, like, even when he was driving down the road, mm-hmm. he thought he was dreaming, but Josh was still the one doing it. Right. You know, Mars was sort of making him do it, I suppose you could say that, but it was Josh was still conscious. It was yeah, still he, was, he was in there. It. Yeah, he was in there. He was seeing everything that was going on, but he just thought he was dreaming. Yeah, um, and he, he, was, he, mean, he was doing everything of his own accord. It was just – Yeah, he's conscious to a certain level. And you know, I don't know exactly what woke him out of the trance, if it was the swords that kind of broke the connection there or he broke it himself when he kind of woke up in D's office you know, and grabbed one of the swords. If I remember correctly, I think it was kind of a combination of – Right. What's going on with the crystal skull and that end, and then right. what's going on with D and D. Yeah, but yeah, I think I, I think you're right. I think either way he leaves with them, but I think that he he I think he consciously made that choice. Okay then. <laughs> do yep. we have any uh, voice versions of emails? I think we do. We have an answering machine call. We do. Woohoo! Chris, do you want to read that? Sure. Hold on, wait. We're reading the answering machine call. Well, there's an email with it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, it had to be. You had to email us a version of a voicemail because it's also yeah. If you guys don't have Skype or don't have a microphone or you know a microphone, that would still make it kind of difficult. But if you can't leave us a voicemail on the actual answering machine, you can always just record something and email it over to us. Absolutely, we encourage Which that. Is what is what this situation is? Yeah, take it away. Well, this one is from Ashley or Dysrhythmic on the forums. The email that accompanies it says, Hey, Portalcasters, smiley. Emailing again, dot wave file in tow. It's shorter, smaller, and hopefully more awake sounding. Hope, hope you guys enjoy it. And then see, without the smileys, it looks, like it looks sarcastic. Can't wait, for the, <laughs> can't wait for the next podcast and signed by Ashley. And then it says, P.S. My birthday was three days after the last episode came out. 
So that just added a little extra awesome to my day. Oh, well, happy birthday, Ashley. Yes. Happy, birthday. happy belated. Happy belated birthday. Really, really belated now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but still. <laughs> All right. So. And now Sean will sing happy birthday. No, I won't. No, but we will play the answering machine call. (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess we can do that instead. Hey, Portalcasters. It's just Ruth Mink again. I'm slightly more awake right now because it's not as late as it was last time. So, um, the reason I'm doing this again. uh, You asked, so here I go. I am rifling through my copy of The Alchemist right now, and I'm going to do every single name in the book, hopefully in under half an hour. Okay? So, okay. Here's the first page. Okay, say it with me. Sophie Newman. Okay, now I'm turning the page. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't actually force you to listen to that. Um, my real reason for calling in again is to issue a challenge. I am throwing it down right now. I dare you guys to do a podcast on Quetzalcoatl and Kuatlicue. Okay? There it is. It's right there. You guys have got to do it. I'm serious. I'll be waiting. Bye, guys. She's throwing down the gauntlet. She is. So I, I'll just say Kate's a birdie thingy, whatever, and coat liquor the whole time. Just above <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think she just wants to hear us like, say the names repeatedly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she wants to hear Although us. we were told that coat liquor will be making an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? When she said that, that she was going to do all the names. So do you guys remember the Animaniacs? Yes. Yes. I remember when they sang the countries of the world. Oh, yeah. In like that's, 30 that's seconds. What I thought was coming. Something like that with all the characters. Jeff, get on that. That would be awesome. Let's do that. Get on that. that would be awesome. Particle Man. Let's, let's have her do that. <laughs> Never mind that I can actually do that song okay. with the, the country. I'm not go. going to. You don't want me to. So okay. I just yeah. did. I, I like for some reason my head thought that's what was coming. So that would be yeah. awesome. Though, that would be it? awesome. Let's try to do that. I think we. I think we can try to do that. Coat liquor and cool cool cups. What's a cuddle? What's a cuddle? What's a and coat liquor. Coat She's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. No, really though. Honestly, if Ashley, I'm sure you're listening. If if you could say all the really difficult to pronounce ones, like all the ones we learned in Necromancer, and just sort of say them with some pauses between them, and you're willing to let us, I will put buttons <laughs> on the webpage so that people can go and listen to how they're supposed to pronounce these words. Not that it might help because I've listened to you say them three exactly. times. <laughs> Especially the Mars but, one. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that, how, does, that, how does someone even do that? Uh, a word that's 47 letters long and has three vowels in it, that's not pronounceable. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, she would pre- I'll call them ours. <laughs> but no, seriously, I am I would love to put those buttons on. I think it would be a neat little feature to have. Yeah, that would be cool. I agree. But it's completely up to you, Ashley. <laughs> if you don't want us to do it, we'll do it or whatever. Thanks for the call in, though. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. Because those words sound awesome when they're said right. They do, don't they? <laughs> so what, so, was our, uh, uh, what was our poll about? Obviously, it was about the Warlocks, so... You two are <laughs> well, so whose side? <laughs> whose side do you think the Witch of Endor is on? And we had 53 votes. Awesome. 53, that's that's good yeah, stuff. Like I'm a, impressed. Is that the most ever? I think it I, might it, be. It's possible. 
53 of you go oh, to podcast awards right now. <laughs> we did have 60 once, though. Mm. Oh, did we? Yeah. All 60 of you <laughs> go to the podcast awards right now. <laughs> so the result, uh, her own side was the vast, vast, vast winner. Almost 70%. I think she's on her own side. But as far as, uh, you know, there's a few people who didn't know. Uh, you know, make a decision. Come on, man up. <laughs> but uh, she's she's an uh, enigma. Between the Humani and the Dark Elders, more people thought she was on the side of the Humani than the Dark Elders. I don't know how much of this is skewed by people voting without reading the first chapter of the Warlock or not. So right now, by the way, spoiler alert. If you haven't read the first chapter, stop listening because that's all we're going to talk about for the next half hour, hour, <laughs> four hours, however long we're sitting here. I'm going to bed yeah, long before so four hours. <laughs> here, here is your official spoiler alert. Stop listening now. Go read chapter one of The <laughs> okay. Warlock and then come back and finish listening. <laughs> come back and listen. right. So, yeah, there we go. Those are, the, those are the, your, your answers to the poll. Without getting into the discussion quite yet till we actually get into the full topic i voted for dark elders uh yeah i I think you know what i don't know god i i I don't know i don't know i I don't actually i don't think any of those are accurate (laughs) i i think (laughs) (laughs) okay then i think she has her own personal agenda (laughs) because she has the uh unique ability to see the future so i think she's got something up her sleeve Right, but what would she be trying to gain for herself, though? That's the kind of thing. To be on her own side, she would have to have a motive to... to, I think that puts her on the side, on the humanity side, not not because she necessarily wants to be or doesn't want to be, but because she knows what has to be based on her ability to see the future. And I don't know, I just have faith in in series like this that the humans will win out at the end. That's not really... Pull though, because I mean, she I, mean, just, I haven't she trusted her to be yet. on the winning side. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no risk involved. She's 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 got it. So if she's I had to pick lock. a side, I'd pick the witch's side. <laughs> exactly. Whichever side she's going to, that's where I'm at. But I mean, well, I have really... technically anybody who said that on her own side really isn't wrong. Just you know, you're not saying who wins, who loses. Exactly. I guess so. another way to put it is instead of Dark Elders or Humani's side, what if we said like Nicholas's side or the Dark Elders side? Because I haven't trusted her from None the get-go. None of the above. <laughs> um, I haven't trusted her from the get-go, and I think seeing what happened did you, did you say gecko? Warlock, <laughs> gecko? I haven't trusted her from the get-go because she turned my buddy into a new – Yeah, yeah. And you know, it got better. <laughs> it got better. <laughs> and did you know we offer motorcycle motorcycle insurance? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Quam, uh, quam. All right, so we got a QOM. Now that Michael Scott, who's that? Whoa. Now that Michael Scott has confirmed that the warlock is not Mars, who do you think it is, and why? Which is just wrong. Yeah. Are we sure we can trust that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he comes out and says something like that, he usually he he, you know he hasn't he hasn't gone back on what he said. But I mean, just kind of threw up a 
huge <laughs> ball there just waiting for everybody to spike it down. And then he comes in and says, oh, by the way. <laughs> Although, wait, wait, wait. I go back to when we were talking about the Necromancer, that podcast. Yeah. And I went, what? The Warlock is Mars? I didn't know that. And you guys all thought I was nuts? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're, at, right? You're, right? You're crazy. <laughs> Little did you know how right Never you accidentally were. Just because I hadn't read it. <laughs> as far as we know, the warlock is not Mars. If you if you're not a forum member, but you're a pod you know, cast listener, uh, Michael Scott said on the forum that the warlock is not Mars. He's oh. not the title character of the war. He may be a warlock, but he is not quote oh. air quotes. And I have the. Warlock. I have no doubt he is a warlock. Show. I did. I, I'm doing him right now. Can you not see? Really? You can't? Oh, oh. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Never mind. You have a well, facial radio, Jeff. So uh, let's see what Patrick or Trick thinks, who he thinks is the warlock. He is from Texas, and he said, I think it will be Josh because I don't think he's the necromancer. Because didn't Michael say that we hadn't seen who the necromancer is yet? Actually. Uh, Michael confirmed that the necromancer was. Yeah. Josh. Yes. Yeah. He did. Confirm. So he did. At first, he yeah. would confirm, but he has confirmed now. He has confirmed. He did. He was waiting for the book to be out for a while. Next QOM is from Angelina. I wonder if that's Jolie. Awesome. She's from New York, and she says, "Well, I don't think it will be a character that we are yet to hear about in the books." There was a long time ago that question was asked to Michael on the forum and I honestly cannot remember the question was by the end of the sorceress because the necromancer wasn't out yet right and it was have we met the warlock and the enchantress and he said I probably shouldn't tell you this but you have met one of them right 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 right, right. I don't know which one it was on either side which one or However, if you have met one didn't necessarily mean well we've met one and we met the other <laughs> yeah. however there was another post comment that he had made that had said, by the end of the Necromancer, there will have been three people. That are warlocks, right. And it was it was uh, an elder, an immortal, and a humani. Yes. There were three contenders. I think it's obvious who the elder contender is. Yeah. Mars. Yeah. Right. I'm told it's not him. Right. So we're so, looking at a, an immortal or a humani. Now, based on prior books... I mean, obviously, other than The Alchemist, um, I already known the title character before the book came out. Right. Well, so whether or not- well and, and here's the thing, too. When you say when, – when he says, you know, it's they're an elder, an immortal, or a humani, I mean, there's only two humanis that are a part of the story. Other than minor here and there. Yeah, other than just throw, you know, people that have come and go by the wayside. I think, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be that – Rolf guy, whatever his name was. Raul. Whatever his name was. No, it's Rue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rue. The bartender guy at the Stanley, yeah. at the coffee shop in Paris. Him. Yeah, it's Rue. He's a little fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, seriously, we've only got Josh and Sophie, the only two, you know, non-immortals that that are in the in the story so far. It's not going to be Josh. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that leaves an immortal. I don't know. But maybe we haven't met them yet, but we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. Our next QOM is from Jaded Emerald from nowhere. They left the location section blank. They don't want us stalking them like we do all our other listeners. Yep. Colo Machiavelli because warlock means traitor, and I think he will switch sides with his master's with his master's approval. Hmm. 
So it's a bit of a an add-on, a PS, as it were, to that QOM. Hmm. Interesting. Only switch sides, but his master will have told him to or approved it. Interesting. Interesting thought. All right, the next one's from Bridget G. from Long Island, New York. And her response is, I never thought the warlock was Mars, as Michael Scott is always subtle and always keeps us guessing. Mars was too obvious. See, another one who was right like me. Um, I, <laughs> I think they need Mars's help to get the warlock. I believe the warlock is Machiavelli, and here's why. All of the books so far have focused predominantly on one of the main characters. Flamel was the alchemist, Dee was the magician, Paranel was the sorceress, and Josh was the necromancer. There are only two main characters left to focus on. Machiavelli is the warlock, which also leads me to believe that Sophie will be the enchantress. What about I'm not sure I agree that no. that's all well, the main characters left, but it's yeah, I, I agree. it's a logical reason. Sure, yeah, I agree with that. And it, it, it was it was really funny how this happened on the forum. I was I was having a thought about the warlock and Mars, and someone had posted something. I can't remember who it was, but someone had posted something on the forum, and I came behind them and said, you know, just because you know the witch tells Mars that the world needs their warlock doesn't mean that. That it was him, you know, it could be him coming out to to train the warlock, and that was like ten minutes before Michael came on and said, "Mars is not the warlock." <laughs> You're psychic. It was pretty funny. It was pretty oh funny God. how that how that happened. You're psychic. Yeah, I'm psycho. Yeah, that too. You're sick. All right. <laughs> a whole bunch of that. I'm a whole bag of crazy. <laughs> That you are. Our next QOM is from Katie, a.k.a. Athena April, and she is from Oregon. She says, I think that the warlock will be Niccolo. Uh, Everyone is talking about how the warlock will be a traitor. It makes perfect sense to me that Niccolo will betray the Dark Elders and side with the Fulmels, perhaps indirectly, but at least so that he is helping them to reach their goals. Also, this isn't really anything from the books, but Niccolo is one of the immortals in the main circle of characters that hasn't been a title character yet, so that's who I think the warlock will be. And I am so glad that the warlock is not Mars. That would have been way too predictable. Okay, that's what I think. Bye. I'm going to agree. I want Machiavelli to be a title character. I'm a Machiavelli fan, and I think he deserves a a, a title character slot. I would agree. Just with me. that, but everybody seems to think that he's going to betray his side. Like, I've seen the tendencies. Yep. Not going to watch. Sure. But yeah. I don't know. Everyone seems Doesn't so Doesn't mean that he is. See, um, I, I think that that's me. actually a, a reason in his favor for him to be a warlock. Michael on the forum suggested that you we look into the old language meanings of the word, mm-hmm. which, which are like the old English is oathbreaker or deceiver. Yep. And so it doesn't, he doesn't say which from. side he's deceiving, but if, if Machiavelli flips sides, then he's he could be the warlock then, just from right. that alone, based on that definition. Right. Although I'm not, I'm not convinced <clears throat> for other reasons, but well, it's, you know, it's, I think that actually might, might work it's for, kinda, for him. Yeah. Sure. It's kind of funny that we've really got three, three sides now, or, or maybe more, but you know, essentially we've got We've got three sides. We've got like the Nicholas wanting to defeat the Dark Elders to save the Humani. Then you've got D and Dare wanting to defeat the Dark Elders to rule the Humani. And then you've got Machiavelli and Billy working with the Dark Elders to come back. So there's kind of like this 
you know, three-sided war going on, but it's I think there's that even now, more than that, though. I mean, if you think about it, because yeah, I'm sure there is. Up. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But you know, right now, it's funny how the kind of tides have have turned a little bit with D because. Yeah, he, the enemy of my enemy. Yeah, exactly. They, they he's he's still even though he's got different motives behind it, he still wants the dark elders, you know, banished from the earth now. Which and is even Machiavelli. Exactly. Yeah, even you know, Machiavelli already already did turn coat. If you think about it, because he warned D. Yeah, he did. It's true. Which means he went behind his elders. He his elders pretty much said, "All right, D." I don't know. No, no, no. And Machiavelli called D right up, and I don't think. I mean, that you know was what? him protecting. I, I don't his own think butt. it was. It was. I don't. I don't a hundred percent believe that that his elder, his elders, just as sneaky and and conniving as he is. And um, you know, he was just as happy to see D fail as you know, as the good side was, because it made that dark elder look bad, and they're kind of like po- politicking for control there. So. You know, he may still be in league with his Dark Elder, even in Warning D. There, there is one interesting thing, and uh, you know, who knows if Michael's being is just trying to throw us off, but he did also post that uh, in response to a question about the covers only featuring Humani so far, and and giving away clues to the title characters. He does say that possibly Book Five will not be named after Humani. So, I mean, and I know that. Um, you know, D and everything, they're immortal humans, but still, I mean, that that's who, that's who the, char- the, the title characters have been named after so far. So if he's asking that to throw us off the scent, great. And if, if not, then that would seem <clears throat> to, to lead you to believe that maybe Machiavelli couldn't be the warlock. Right. That's true. Good job. Um, next, we've got Andrew from Pennsylvania, and he says, uh, I think that the warlock is Odin. He was never confirmed an elder or dark elder and could be betraying the Dark Elders by trying to kill D himself. He is a magic user and seems to be very powerful, powerful enough to have grown a new Yggdrasil. The form of the Yggdrasil puny and disfigured may also have been a clue to his nature. I think what he's saying there when he says uh, he's never been confirmed as an elder or dark elder, I think he means, you know, allegiance to his eyes. He's definitely an elder, but whether he's a good elder, like with the Humania, or a, a bad elder against the Humania. But yeah, I don't know. You know, Odin is really not one that's high on the on the radar. So that you never know. Michael could be coming out of left field with I it. I think too. he's one of those that kind of doesn't have an allegiance per right. se, one way or the other. He's one. I think he's one more like Hecate, where you know he doesn't choose a side until he has to. Right. Well, except that you know, D did kill his love. Well, so, but just because he goes after D doesn't mean he's he's probably not. Generally, he's choosing a side. He's not going after D for any other reason than a personal vendetta. Yep. Exactly. There's no sides being chosen. Yep. He's not going after D to help save the humanity. He's going after D to kill him. Yep. Straight up. I mean, yep. I don't think we've seen the last of Odin. Oh no. No. But I don't know that he'll be that prominent. He'll he'll be like a nuisance character. He'll be there. Right. And I think at one point it's going to be, we need to stop Odin because we need D for something. Or it, it, it's he's more of an obstacle than than a major player. I think. Because right. I mean that's how it was in, in Necromancer. Right. You know he was he was an obstacle. Had nothing to do with the major storyline, I guess. Right. So our next one is from uh, Nerman Guard in the Philippines. Another worldwide podcast here. Mm-hmm. And uh, first and foremost, the warlock is a male. 
Then in Awakenings episode 13, Michael said that we haven't met the Warlock by the end of book three, but we would have met the Warlock or candidates for the Warlock by the end of book four. Right. He also timestamped episode 13 at 53 minutes and 50 seconds. So if you want to take a listen. That's um, December's podcast of 2009, just so you know. The male characters that we've met in book four are Odin, Neaton, Blackhawk, Kate's a birdie thingy, whatever, <laughs> Tamiz, Prometheus, <laughs> and Marathew. Kukulain and Akhenaten were also mentioned in book four, but we didn't actually meet them. Osiris made an appearance too, but it's in book five. Among these characters, I guess the warlock is Prometheus. Prometheus, Zephani- Zephaniah, and Mars fought for the Humani in the past. When the witch said, the world is in need of a warlock again, I think she means that the Humani needs Prometheus to fight for them once more. Also, Mars killed the Humani because he wants the aura they got from Prometheus. Maybe the reason why Prometheus' aura is so special is because he's the warlock. Anyways, even if it turned out that Prometheus isn't the warlock, I'm quite certain the warlock is a new character from book four. The end. Right. I'm not sure where the whole Prometheus thing comes in. I think he's playing off uh, he's, the fact that, that Michael said it's a character that we haven't met until Right, until book four. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's completely possible. It is completely it is. possible. If I had to pick from that group, I would say Neaton, probably. Right. Either that or If Marathi. I had to pick from that group, I would probably lean towards Marethew, just because... You're crazy like that. Um, <laughs> well, well Marethew isn't who he seems, so he may be somebody we've already met, just... Yes, right. that's true. So personally, because of my <laughs> thoughts on Marathew, I guess I can't pick Marathew <laughs> as a warlock because no. he already has a title. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and Kukulain is also dead, so he's not the warlock. Yeah, this is true. And there was no mysterious circumstances surrounding his death. His head was, like, stuck on a pike and left outside the city gates. That's charming. <laughs> awesome. You know, he's pretty much dead. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and Akhenaten's, you know, is Machiavelli's elder. He hasn't been seen in a while, though. He hasn't been seen in the book. We did hear mention of him in the book. We sort of, we we have met him technically. We talked to him. Phone. Yeah, we talked to him. But for him to suddenly come out prominent enough to be the warlock, eh. yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. But we'll have to give that uh, that section of of Michael talking a listen. I gave it a listen earlier today, said. and that's pretty much what he said. I was exactly I was surprised because I did not remember that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Blackhawk. Because <laughs> he drives a car. He <laughs> <laughs> drives a Jeep. And I think this is the last one, right? Is uh, from Sebastian in New York. And the response is, the two strangers that came with the Witch of Endor, and Mars is going to train one of them. Well, that's Isis and Osiris. Yeah, they they didn't really come with her though. She kind of came in after them. But she asked them there though. Sort of all went together. Uh, I'm not sure that's real clear, but the way they that all comes about. Right, they're all there. Either way, yeah, we've got our own theories about Isis and Osiris. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, there are many. So we have a synopsis, huh? We do. Moving right along here. Yeah. Which, you know, interestingly enough, a synopsis that uh, Michael came onto the forums and uh, blatantly said, hey, I don't write these, and 
it is like there was one place where it says uh, they find the uh, Earthmaster in the most ordinary of places, and he says, I can tell you right now, it is absolutely not even close to being considered ordinary where where they meet the Earthmaster. So um, we can't take a whole lot of stock in uh, <laughs> in what is in this synopsis. Well, but, it is pretty um, short. Why don't we read, yeah, read it real quick? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. As in we, as in you. Okay, I will read it. (laughs) In the fifth installment of this best-selling series, the twins of prophecy have been divided, and the end is finally beginning. With Scatty, Joan of Arc, St. Germain, Palamedes, and Shakespeare all in Danutalis, Sophie is on her own with the ever-weakening Nicholas and Paranel Flamel. She must depend on Niten to help her find an immortal to teach her earth magic. The surprise is that she will find her teacher in the most ordinary of places. Yeah. Which you, it says Sophie is on her own with the ever-weakening Nicholas and Perronel, but we know that's not true either. Well, well, what do you mean? It depends on what he means. They what, what from they mean. right there. Well, they don't. I mean, they didn't at the, they, they, when we left them, they didn't. She was on her own with Natan where we left them. They'd, ha- she, you know, they'd have to go back to Prometheus' shadow realm. Sure. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that Prometheus is going to, you know, ju- jump in the in the hippie bus and, you know, ride, ride down the highway with him looking for the master elevator. I don't know. That'd he be may pretty cool. Even, <laughs> it would be, but he may not even want to leave his, his shadow realm. and His get, mystery machine? Yeah. Well, his shadow realm is deteriorating. <laughs> or so. Yeah, right. Told. Hades is the shadow realm, which <laughs> is crazy. But yeah, you know, um, I think the whole Sophie's left alone thing is the alluding to you know her being without without Josh. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then the whole yeah, it's not ordinary at all thing is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's some stuff well, in there because it depends on what you mean by ordinary. Will it be somebody we already know? Is that the ordinary part, or is it? I, I think honestly, the way that I took it is like kind of like it was for. Um, to, to find Scatty in in a, a dojo in the middle of San Francisco, I mean that is an ordinary place. Relatively so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but you know, I mean, I, that's what I took it as. I took it as that it was a, just an, an absolutely everyday place. Or this is what you know I read into when I read it that it was just an everyday place that you know you see the 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 fascia of a of a building and you know, what's inside is is completely completely different. But obviously, that is incorrect, <laughs> because Michael obviously said that it was absolutely not an ordinary place. Not an ordinary place, but maybe an ordinary person. Sure. So we got a first chapter to talk about. We do. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, breeze through. Okay, G- generic rundown of the first chapter. We see a couple of jackals turn into blonde twins. Well, before we get to that... We had some very interesting things in the little day book. Oh yes, it wasn't. It wasn't. This you know, doesn't say was... day book. It says warlock first chapter. <laughs> but Jeez. it's part of the first <laughs> chapter, though. No, it isn't. <laughs> day book and the chapter one. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the 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 tone, the the immense change. Uh, in the series, just from the get-go with the daybook, is uh, is enough to tell you how severe the situation is with uh, with Nicholas. You know, because he's not even writing in his own daybook. 
However, part of to go back to one of the things we were just talking about about they'd have to go back to the Shadow Realm. According to the Daybook, they went back to the Shadow Realm. Oh, okay. Because it says, by paranormal sorceress in the Shadow Realm of the Elder Prometheus adjoining San Francisco, my adopted. They city. never left the Shadow right. Realm. Yeah, the the Par- N- Nicholas and Paranel never left. That's right. I was talking about Sophie and the Ten. All right. But never mind. But with but, but with him not even speaking, in, you know, not even writing in his own day book. I mean, Paranel doing it. I mean, you know that that He's you know, that sets a tone. That says a lot. Yep. You know, we've had him for four books. You know, the, they're his day books, and uh, and now the switch all of a sudden well, is uh, pretty pretty profound. Actually, Paranel has been captured, and we haven't gotten a whole lot of her yet interacting with anyone. So it's kind of interesting. right. She's kind of she's kind of taking the lead, especially in 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 Necromancer. You know, once Nicholas got to her, I mean, he kind of he kind of cowers behind. Yeah, yeah, he kind of just cowers behind her, not cowers behind her, but you know, she she is the real brains of the operation, and he relies on her for a lot, especially with um, you know the proof or you know what is in the book is proof of you know him being completely wrong about the witch's memories, whether. You know, Paranel was being forthright with that or not? Who knows? But yeah, she kind of, she kind of treats him like, uh, like her little puppet almost. You know, I mean, obviously she loves him and everything, but you know, she's like, oh yeah, Nicholas. Well, he told you what he thought was right. You know, kind of thing. But she's definitely, she's she's definitely got the pants on. Mm-hmm. She, she wears the pants in that relationship. Yes, but we also found out from the day book that Paranel has known what's going to happen all along. So maybe that's why she wears the pants. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always been some kind of a speculation that, you know, where she trained with the witch and stuff, that she's got some kind of knowledge. Well, there was beyond. a bit where it said that her grandmother took her to see the hook-handed man, and he told her everything that was going to happen in her life. Oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's got... But, you know, how, I mean, like, how old, how old was she then? I mean, her, we're talking about... Well, she was a child um, at the time. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, who's going to believe, oh, you're, you're, you're going to live for, you know, 400, 600 years? You know, what, you know, as a as a seven-year-old, of course you think you're, you, you don't have any concept of death. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you're, you're talking about the seven-year-old that can talk to ghosts, so I'm sure she has some well, concept her, no, of no, death. No, 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 she couldn't. <laughs> She couldn't then. Well, that's true. She, she only found out that she could talk to ghosts after Maman passed away, the lady that took her to see the hook-handed man. Yep. That's true. So at that point, she couldn't. I mean, most of the day book is just a recap of what happened at the end of Necromancer. Right. Yeah, she kind of runs down. However, what I think happened. the only real the real thing in here is the fact that the hook-handed man told her her future, and she's been keeping it secret for centuries. Right. That's that's like the big reveal in the day book, I suppose. Yeah. So now let's talk about chapter. Okay. <laughs> so general rundown of ta- of chapter one before we dig into it here. It's um, you know, we got a couple of jackal-headed warriors, which you know, very uh, Egyptian-sounding there, and mm-hmm. they go through uh, Shibalba, yellow sulfur, and come out looking like uh, uh, a couple of blonde-headed twins, guy and a girl. They show up at. Mars is uh, holding cell, as it were, and we find out that he, they are, in fact, Isis and Osiris, and they are there to sort of wake up uh, and release Mars again, and they need someone's help, and lo and behold, here comes Dora coming out of the shadows saying that uh, the world is in need of a warlock again. Right. 
you know, we find out how, and there's a few lines in here, you know, where they talk about how D is being declared at Laga and all that jazz. Yeah, they specifically say we declared yes. D at Laga. So, based on that, I think, you know, um, I'm, certainly, I'm certainly not alone in this thought, but Isis and Osiris are, in fact, D's elders. Right. I mean, great. that would certainly explain the male-female voice, you know, that we, we got a taste of in uh, The Sorceress. And certainly high-level power. Yeah. Isis and Osiris are sort of important in Egyptian mythology. They're huge. Right. They're, they're up there. Yeah. Uh, you know, king, queen. They're kind of a big deal. Several times and, they're about one level from the top. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, based on all that is why I was saying how I think that the witch is on their side of things because them waking up Mars to the world, the world needs a warlock again, falls right into the Dark Elder's plan. Their plan was to release all the creatures on Alcatraz. Yep. Let them wreak havoc for a, for a little bit. Right. And then the Dark Elders were going to come to the, you know, be the heroes and save the Humani from all these creatures. Yep. So now the Humani are worshipping the Dark Elders again, and then they can enslave them. That's the big plan. That's the plan that was relayed over the phone call. Yeah. So Mars is... Sure, he's going to be the savior of humanity, but yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, what's his purpose for doing it is you know just to Trust. then turn around, just then turn around and you know rule them, you know. Yeah, Mars has kind of had two rules over the course of his history, and one would be a savior, but one is also you know an enslaver. So right, but the first time he was the actual savior of the humanity this time he's going to be technically the savior of humanity but with completely different motives that's how i read what happened in the first right and i mean there was a part where didn't was it the witch that referred to one of them as as a friend no isis and osiris, isis and osiris referred to mars as an old friend Oh, the witch says that she call she asked Isis and Osiris to be there. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And that's the part I know. Well, you know, if Mars is their yeah, because if Mars is their friend, you know, obviously the Mars that Mars and the witch were together. You know, they're married, so you know they would obviously have to have some kind of relationship with her, whether they're upset with her or not for enslaving him. Uh, who knows? I mean, mythologically speaking, Horus would be the son of Isis and Osiris, but I don't know how that works in this world. Right. Yeah. There's so many in, – in the Egyptology stuff, sometimes he's their son. Sometimes he's their brother. Sometimes he's the king and they're not. It's It gets all Sometimes sorts of Isis and Osiris are twins, not husband and wife, so it just – there's – Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. all – it's – It's very – Well, I wonder what – I wonder what they are – does it say brother they say and sister? They're twins. They say they look exactly alike. Yeah, it say they look exactly alike, but does it ever actually say... It never says, I mean... That they're twins they're, or brother or sister. They're holding hands. I think it just calls them a, a, a couple at one point. Yeah. It doesn't... I don't I don't think it actually identifies the, the relationship other than that. Right. And we, you know, that may be one of those tweaks yeah, that we're going to get. Appeared. Yeah, it may be one of those tweaks we're going to get when we actually get the warlock. There may be more to the chapter, you know, kind of like uh, things were left out of the first chapter of Necromancer in the preview. You know, maybe there's more allusion to that 
when we actually get the first chapter in the book. But yeah, I mean, I, we don't know what incarnation they are in this. I mean, are they are they brother and sister, twin brother and sister? Are they you know husband and wife that just you know look a lot alike? Or <laughs> you know, could be could be either way because I, I don't think there's anywhere that that spells it out. No, it's not very clear. No, and you know what? To be honest with you, it actually when you read what the description is when they turn into a human couple, it actually doesn't say that they look alike. It just simply says that both of them had blue, brilliant blue eyes, but lots of the characters have blue eyes because the description is... Yeah, they, they wear the same clothes. They're, they're wearing the same clothes, right? Yeah. Wait, tall and slender. They both have blonde hair. Skin. Yes, they had t- white T-shirts and jeans, and then... The woman wore her hair cropped close to her skull, whereas the man's head was smooth-shaven. Their eyes were hidden behind matching wraparound sunglasses. Just because they dress alike doesn't mean they, they look alike other than that. Right. So. You kind of get – you get that impression though. You know what I mean? You kind of – in reading that, you kind of get that impression that they're – you just feel in the writing in that that they're closer or you know related in some way that they're kind of like mimicking yeah. each other you know it, it, i mean it sounds a lot like sophie and josh the way sophie and josh described where they look alike but they don't look exactly alike. yeah other than the really tan skin i don't think they were ever referred well no i'm not saying they look i'm not saying they look like sophie and josh oh, the yeah. description of them relative to each other yeah. is the same as sophie and josh right i would agree with that but so anyway that was my interpretation right and I mean that's kind of seems very much like a on the base kind of. I mean it doesn't seem very deep. I mean that seemed pretty obvious to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 There's a when I read that my head was kind of swimming because it, it's very broad and there could you could take that in a lot of different directions, mm-hmm. all of which are pretty interesting. So. Which I think each of us has. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the vagueness of that, you know, kind of just, just plays to however you're, you're, you're thinking when you read it. You know, I go in not trusting the witch. So when I see this, I see it that way. Right. Yeah. See, I don't necessarily not trust her. I just think she's up to something. I'm not necessarily sure if it's something good or something bad at this point, but... You know, maybe to say, okay, to play the opposite card of for myself here, say the witch is freeing Warlock on the pretense that he will be saving Humani and then enslaving them, only she knows that he will revert back to his original ways and continue to be a savior for the Humani and fight the Dark Elders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not, you know what, it, I mean, it's not real clear if if you read Mars... Like, uh, the woman does say to Mars, it's good to see you, old friend. Right, right. right. But he then says, look at this. You know what? I haven't seen anybody for a millennia now unpopular. And so who knows? The last time they saw him, they might all have been on the same side before the witch cursed them. Right. That's possible. You know, I don't know. Well, we know Mars was the Dark Elder. Yeah. Because he changed with, you know, the whole Florent and, you know, the, the visions of him. You know, killing Humani and enslaving them and all that. And Dee never would have gone to him if he wasn't. And he never would have had Dee be the yeah, person you to train Josh. But that's now, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was at one point, he was on the side of the humans. We know that from from the other stuff we've seen in the other books when he yeah. was, what, what was he called, the champion or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, right. So who knows? Now I, I know that Osiris and and the other one, ISIS. <laughs> ISIS. ISIS. <laughs> you know, it, it seems that they're saying okay, they they were dark elders, and D was working for them, and maybe they're D's elder. But I think there's a lot of information that should be stretched out on a timeline and we don't we don't have how far all that stuff should be stretched out to really have a good understanding of who's on what side yeah I would after right. who's on, who's on first that's what we'll get into i mean you know i'm operating so, under the assumption that isis and osiris <laughs> are top dogs of the dark elders right and if they're not if they're good guys, always have been good guys. They're not these elders. They're just throws these two. Everything out of the water. <laughs> it throws I mean, everything out. It, it completely reverses but we, it. But we know that, really, we know they call, they claim to log on D. So we know they're on the they're on they, the that, that could be a general. That could be a generic. Well, and that's something yeah, they did now. So maybe they're dark elders now. But they right exactly. Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna, gonna kind of cut in for a second. They, I think they're these elders. Yeah, I I agree with you. Another thing too that that kind of lent me to the whole brother sister twins thing was the, the, in their movements. Like right before they talked to uh, Mars, they say the couple simus simultaneously took off their glasses and looked at him. Uh, their eyes were a brilliant blue. So See, you know they they do things simultaneously, dressing like both blue twins. eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd I kind of wonder if they're more than twins. If they're actually the same entity, just two beings. Right. That's possible. You know, which could be confused, you know, from Humani's, uh, from history, you know what I mean? Th that, you know, they're writing about two different entities when maybe they're just one. They're just seeing two and assuming brother and sister or husband and wife. But, you know, just because they don't – just it, almost like a clone – kind of like a cloning thing. Like there's a, there's yeah. an exact replica right beside of them but in a different – in a different – I'm not even – I'm not even – it's just – it could not – it might not even be two separate entities. It's one entity. It's just – it's like Hecate like, has three like ages. Like two bodies, one brain type thing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be something like that with those two. Yeah, yeah. I mean with the hair, I mean it says the, the girl's hair was close cropped. I mean that's not typically, you know, what you picture female – hair you know what i mean i mean even jones was short you know but i mean we're talking we're talking cropped i mean we're talking like buzz cut cropped close you know that's how machiavelli's hair is described yeah but i mean i was just saying you know moving kind of one assumption at a time here you know my sort of my kind of feeling on it is isis and osiris dark elders d's elders the Witch of Endor is not on the side of the Humani, so now she's freeing Mars to play right into the Dark Elder's plans of taking over the Humani. However, to flip it on the Witch, to turn her to on the side of the Humani, she may have enough belief or have seen the strands of time enough to know that freeing Mars, he goes through and is a savior of Humani – but then doesn't turn around and enslave them. He actually continues to fight for the Humani. Well, we already and helps to defeat the Dark Elves. We already know he's a warlock, so we already know he's a an oathbreaker or a deceiver. So. Uh, I, well, he obviously had broke broken his oath to the Humani. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's obviously that. But you know, has he learned anything from from his imprisonment? I mean, from we've seen what we've seen of him before. I, I mean, he's using. Any means necessary to be freed, you know. I mean, like with the whole, 
telling D that, or, or you know, being in league with D to have Sophie free him, and he's going to do that by using Josh against Sophie and forcing Sophie to free him. I mean, it doesn't really sound like something that, obviously, he's desperate. He's trapped and in prison. He wants free, and he's going to choose the best side that's going to meet his needs. But I think he's still conflicted because you get the you get the blue eyes where you know he's always thinking about his family or something sure. that happened in his past, and then you get the red eyes where he's like back to you know right. our dark elder. Well, so I think there's it, yeah, two absolutely. Sides. I mean, I th- Michael Michael uses I call her family. Well, I call her yeah, but he uses family past family or, or, or past relationships like with Machiavelli, you know, is always heartbroken about his wife and children and, and Mars with his to, to show like a to, to give the character, you know, a, a human, a human element, a human side to the character, even though they've lost all of their humanity in, in, in Machiavelli's case, he still has that human feelings and thoughts, yeah. you know, and love, you know, you can't really, it's, it's, it's hard kinda, to it, it's hard to look at, say, you know, someone who's done the kind of things that Mars de- did and thing, you know, and still be able to think of them as a caring or a loving person. But obviously, you know, he, he loved his sons and, you know, he kind of gives a little bit of more depth to to what he is than just, you know, he's a dark elder that wants to enslave humanity. You know, it's also used to separate people. Right. Because Whereas, you know, like, like we've never seen anything like that with, say, like characters like Billy. I mean, you know, he yeah. seems to be just a, you know – straight um, straight shooter guy that you know doesn't have literally, that, literally doesn't have that <laughs> <laughs> actually i heard he wasn't very accurate but um <laughs> the uh it, it, it doesn't really have that we've never seen that side of billy that he well it's have. more i think it's like with machiavelli it's more the comparison to d d no longer considers himself human right he's no longer compassion he has no compassion for the human race he has no empathy yeah so who is the warlock i have, I have no idea <laughs> I'm 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 pulling for Phil. Yeah, I, obviously. Hopefully, when the cover comes out, hopefully we're going to have some kind of maybe some maybe some hinting there. If it if it's anything like how the Necromancer cover was, you know, there wasn't any you know hints to 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 say who the Necromancer was. So you know, maybe we won't know from the cover, but you know, maybe there's there'll be something there. I mean, I um. All right. If I have okay, forced to pick someone, uh, Shakespeare. <laughs> That's who I would pick, actually. Yeah. With the Conjuring and yeah, he certainly I'm, broke an oath twice. Yep. Right. I, I'm. I'm. I'm oh. not. I don't know. For some reason, it's just. It's just. I don't see it. For me, I don't see it. Nicole is probably my second choice. Yeah. Followed by Jermaine, just because I was so wrong on the Necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta throw him right. back in the mix here. See, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Saint Germain gets a title. I don't gets a title slot. I don't think he gets a title slot. But I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put my weight behind Machiavelli right now. I know what Michael said in that podcast that we'll have met him by book four. But well, think about it. Did we know Machiavelli before book four? <laughs> well, did we know him? Did we really know him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Machiavelli right now as my, as my top spot. I say just because I freaking like the guy, and I just want yeah. him to have a title. <laughs> I say Shakespeare. Though I'm kind of leaning towards him from the standpoint. I also think that he might possibly be Marethew. So I think there's that whole tie-in. 
there, but you th- you think that Shakespeare is Matthew? Yes. Okay. I think there's a possibility there. I'm not 100 percent sure, but okay. <laughs> with uh, yeah, I guess we I mean, with because really the only comment that Shakespeare had with Matthew was that you know he thought he looked familiar. Oh, there's some other there's some other things here and there, like little things w- with the lemon water, the, the lemon flavor water. Uh-huh. The lemongrass. Yeah. Which keeps away snakes. Which is why Matthew's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's 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 those coincidences as well, so Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. In the Earth Lord series. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Chris, who who's uh who's getting your hat in the ring? I was hoping you guys would skip me. <laughs> I know you were uh, staying quiet. Yeah, um, you know what? Because all of the characters I think are in the front running are female characters. and Well, we know it's a male. Right. <laughs> well, but that's why I couldn't, I couldn't even begin to guess as a result. I think there's, a, there's too many possibilities for too many characters for me to, to really say. If I had to guess one just because you guys are forcing me to guess. Yes. Um, say Machiavelli. Say Machiavelli. Say say Machiavelli. Say Rue. Say say Machiavelli. <laughs> no, I think I have to say Palomides just because he's my favorite, and I think he should Pally. get a a, a, a title. See, you know, Pally let me down on the on the episode. I called him for the necromancer, and then he let me down. So abandoned. He doesn't get a title, in my opinion. Abandonment. <laughs> you think we see the? Uh, you think we see the black aura in? I don't know. This thing is really starting to just just. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. a, a with the grinder gears. <laughs> Do you think the warlock has a black aura? Dagon was just messing around when he said, "You know, the rare black aura." It's because it's rare. It's rare. It's very rare. No one has it. That's how rare it is. <laughs> uh, that's only that's only a, an aura that the uh, the Earth Lords had. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I don't know. I, I don't anticipate learning much about the Black Aura. In I don't anticipate World. anything anymore. <laughs> <About> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, anyway, there is one thing we Who know for sure. What's that? We have a special, special treat. Special, special, el special. A portal casters exclusive. Portal casters or a pod portal caster listener. Exclusive. Awakening. Awakenings exclusive. Awakenings exclusive. So wake back up. I know we've been talking for like two hours. <laughs> wake up. Pay this is this is going to be fantabulous, guys. It is. We interrupt this podcast to bring you a late breaking AKA news. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is real. This is happening. This is happening. Michael Scott has graciously read us an excerpt from the Warlock. We are going to play it for you. Read and write? You can read and write. (laughs) Amazing. I know. Guy's amazing. (laughs) So, if you weren't listening before, but you should have been, turn on your ears now. (laughs) Is there any any way we can drag this out? Is there any way we can drag this out any longer? (laughs) I think think everyone is going to be like, just shut up and play. Push play. All right. Okay, spoiler alert. So, since this month's podcast is about the Warlock, it does seem a bit odd to me that you're going to do a podcast about a book which isn't actually published yet. But however, I thought as a thank you to everyone is I would give you an exclusive preview of a chapter or a section of a chapter from the, from the new book. Impossibly tall, incredibly slender, the twisting glass spire rose directly out of the sea. 
off the city of Murius on the wild northeast shores of Danutalus. The city was ancient, but the spire predated it by millennia. When the great elders had created the isle of Danutalus by raising the seabed in an extraordinary act of elemental creation, the glass spire and the remnants of an earthlord city had also been wrenched up off the sea floor. Much of the ancient city was fused to enormous globes of melted glass shot through with threads of solid gold, evidence of the terrible battles the earthlords had fought with the archons and the great elders in the time before time. But the crystal spire was pristine and gleaming, untouched or unaffected by the incredible heat that had melted the surrounding buildings. It occupied a rocky spur of land that became an island at every high tide. The tower of unbroken white quartz-like crystal changed colour with the weather and tides, from chill grey to icy blue cold, alabaster white turning to an arctic green. When the high tides lashed against the smooth walls, the salt water hissed and boiled so that the tower was perpetually wreathed in steam, even though the stones themselves were cool. At night, the spire glowed with a pale phosphorescence, the colour of sour milk, throbbing to a slow, regular rhythm like a great heart, sending pulsing streaks of colour, red and purples, up the length of the needle. During the winter months, when the bitter hailstorms sleeted in from the great ice at the top of the world, and sheathed the city of Murius in thick snow and ice, the tower remained untouched. The elder and great elder inhabitants of Murius regarded the tower with a mixture of awe and terror. No strangers to wonders, they were masters of elemental magic, and there was little that was beyond their powers. They knew they inhabited an old world, an ancient world, where remnants of its primeval past still lurked in the shadows. For generations, the great elders and the elders who had come after them had fought the archons and defeated them, and they'd even swept away the last of the hideous earth lords. The elders' powers, a mixture of science fueled by auric energy, rendered them almost invulnerable, but even they feared the tower's solitary occupant. Legend had named the island the Thori. In the ancient language of Danutalis, it meant the king's tower, but no king lived there. The crystal spire was the home of Abraham the mage. That was awesome. I agree. We see the home of Mr. Mage. Mr. Mage. Yeah, which I mean That was a that was a heck of a build up for that. That, <laughs> that was that was awesome though. I mean like three pages of build up to find out that oh it's it's Abe's house. Yeah, but I mean think about what he just said. I mean he says the, the great elders, elders and the elders feared the place. That means I, I'm saying Abe but but I'm saying Abe's not a neither one of those. Yeah. It means he's not a can't be a humani, you know. It's it's. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, he's. I, I don't think. I don't think he's a great elder or an elder. I mean, he may be beyond that because it was an Earth Lord city. Mm-hmm. He was just chilling in it at the bottom of the ocean until all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, <laughs> possibly. Why am I going up? What? What's going on? Moving on up, moving on up. <laughs> the northeast to side, down to the south side. Oh, that's our song for next month. Um, <laughs> But the spires are cool. I mean, you know, the the explanations of them, that's that's, that's pretty neat. I like it. Sour milk. (laughs) Yeah, the the color of sour milk. That's awesome. (laughs) Yellowish white. Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Um, I got a very Celtic coastline image. Yeah, yeah. The whole Danu Talus in general has that Celtic ring to it anyways. Well, I don't know. I mean, with with the the waves crashing against it and cliffs and the... Yeah. Dismal, everything from the dismal gray to the to the the green, right? It, I mean, that's pretty much 
your well, and uh, but you know when you when I don't know so much of Danatolis is 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 when it's explained with the pyramids and everything like that. I mean, it, it's almost um, you know I, I picture like the the Central American. Well, uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta think. I mean, that, but. Thanatalus ranged from the coast of Africa all the way to the right, coast of so South America. Right, so obviously it's going to have different so terrain. In the northeast corner of it, you got to figure if it was pretty much the Atlantic Ocean, the northeast corner is going to be the Celtic area. Right. So where did this, where did this, uh, quote unquote, castle, uh, you know, where was it at? Where Somewhere was its location? <laughs> Do what? Somewhere on the water. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Northeast coast. What was what was the name of the city? Um, Marius. Meridius or Marius. Marius. M U R I A S. Yeah, it's definitely worth looking into there. Obviously. M A R I A S. M U R I A S. M U R I A S. Very cool. Thank you, Michael, for uh, for for calling in and you know, giving uh, our listeners that exclusive. Uh, excerpt there from uh from the warlock appreciate that that a lot it's great makes me even more excited to read the book yeah that was a heck of a description yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely well i think we've you know th- th- there's not much left of this horse uh we've 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 beat the s- snot and tar out of it <laughs> man we only had three pages yeah there's only there's <laughs> not much left we can talk about uh to at this point without a uh without a cover so um you know maybe maybe when uh when the cover is released uh whenever that will be around christmas time maybe we'll we'll get a uh a special uh recording session together and cover just the uh the cover cover just the cover and uh, release it maybe as a special edition or something, but um, you know until until we see that cover, we've got you know, not much else to go on. Maybe. So that's pretty much all we got. But uh, you can look forward to our next podcast, which will be uh, released sometime in December. Actually, December fifteenth will be the main podcast. We you know we may do one that's just cover related for uh, you know whenever the cover comes out. So, but uh, our next podcast is going to be about. Niten and Aoife. So, yeah, we're we've seen uh, through the preview and the synopsis there of the Warlock that maybe Niten is going to be uh, going to be a major character now, and uh, so we want to kind of spend some time on him. And of course, Aoife. I mean, you know, we can't really talk about Niten without without Aoife. I mean, you know, they're, they're talking kind of, about Aoife. Yeah, they're kind of a, a pair there. So, anyway, uh, look forward to that in December. Please remember to uh, jump over uh, Podcast Alley and vote for us if it will allow you to. <laughs> There's obviously some some error in their uh, emailing system last month, and no votes went through basically for any podcast on their thing unless you were a uh, a member of Podcast Alley and could log in and vote. But uh, hopefully they've got it all fixed by the time this is out, so jump over Podcast Alley and uh, vote for us. And please, please – Go vote for us on the Podcast Awards, 2010 Podcast Awards. We'd like to really do, make a good showing at this being the first time we're eligible to be nominated. And, you know, we really hope that you guys will uh, will stand up behind us on this and uh, and go and vote. You can email the show uh, with comments or, uh, you know, questions. You know, if you even want to ask, you know, what, what color Sean's underwear is. You know, you can email us at uh, awakenings at fulmels-immortal-portal.com. 
or you can uh, e- even email the uh, individual port- portalcaster by uh, their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. Jump over to our podcast page on the portal and uh, check out our question of the month, our qualm as we call it. Answer that and uh, chime in on our poll and uh, you know, that way you have your voice be heard. That's all for this episode. Until the next Legate opens, this is... Jamie. And Jeff. Sean. And Chris. Signing off. Warning, this podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. The God knows we need stuff to talk about. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not just, you know, we just don't get on here and ramble. <laughs> Never. Well, why would you I think don't know that? what you're talking about. Irish Spring? So, uh, That's soap. Regardless... <laughs> No, please. Uh-huh. Everything you say, you've been completely eliminated from the podcast. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> That'll make the outtakes. <laughs> Pro- pronunciations. Pronun- uh, pronunciation buttons. As long as dysrhythmic. Wow. Can't even talk. Clearly, we need some pronunciation buttons. You can't pronounce as if you want to sound quiet with you. Got another email here, too, huh? Yeah. Trick. Uh, the trickster. Yeah. Tri- Patrick, trick. aka Trick, says, Happy Halloween. How about that? Is that a trick from Patrick? <laughs> uh happy halloween i too am sitting up at night listening to the best podcast in the world oh yeah which one you should email us <laughs> and let us know because i would love to listen to that you should go and vote for that that podcast yeah the podcast. yeah i mean if it's the best in the world <laughs> so what so, was our uh, uh what was our poll about i don't know all right <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's keep moving. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. No, really. Uh, Let's keep moving. Uh, This qualm is your qualm. This qualm is my qualm. Stop moving your cursor, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I know we had issues. Now, so our our cue, Jamie, you. Had issues. No, it was not me. <laughs> okay, we were the ones with the issue. Everyone but you had the issues. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Is that the definition of crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you all. Now you're calling me crazy. Oh my god, it's pink. That's Jules. <laughs> that's awesome. It's a Necronomicon. It's a Necronomicon. I say Necro Comic Con. Yeah, like a, I was like, "Are you going like a zombie <laughs> Where? zombie event in San Diego?" It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> Sorry. Did you just spell Mars like Kesha? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Got my text on. I'll regret it in the morning. <laughs> How do you?
Why do you know that song? <laughs> it's on the I radio. Only the it's on the radio like, you know. <laughs> like every five seconds. You can't. You I can't. listen to real radio stations, Jeff. Oh, all right. I, I, yeah. Okay. I haven't got a clue what we're doing. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to talk we're about doing it? a podcast next Just time. Stay tuned. It'll be a surprise, right? <laughs> That's all for this episode. Until the next leg eight opens, this is Jamie. Jeff Smith is Sean. <laughs> Chris signing off. Oh he's he's like uh, Anchorman, you know. If it's on the teleprompter, <laughs> he's gonna read it. There. <laughs>